Thank you very much for that encouragement as I got up. I appreciate that. So 2019, I was flexing because he had a set of these. Anyone know what they are? The AirPods. It's now 2020 and I'm flexing because I've got (laughs) one of these. Come on, you know you all want it. Um, (laughs) I I start off with with a light joke, but it is a serious meeting. You know, I was in the midst of the worship. I am very aware that of, of a number of things. I'm very aware of my need of God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, am, I get up here in fear. Can I just say that again? I stand up here in front of you in fear myself. Not of COVID-19 or coronavirus or financial concerns, or mourning, or loss, or any of these things, although they are things that are on my mind, as, are, as probably with all of us, I stand up here in front of you in fear of God. Yeah. Yeah. Literally in fear of God. Yeah. I'm in fear of God. I, I live my, I, well, I try my best to live my life in fear of God. And I'm, I'm a human being just like the rest of you. So there's times when you're head down and you're focused on your task and you're doing what needs to be done. And, you know, there's certain things you've got to prioritize and you've got to think about and you've got to put first. And then situations arise and, and you know, and, and we have our rituals. Anyone have the rituals? Rituals aren't a bad thing. Let me clarify what I mean by rituals. I mean our habits, our good habits, the things that we do, prayer, coming to church on a Sunday, you know, telling people you love them, all of these things, all of these good healthy things. But there are times like this when things are brought to the fore that they're kind of always there in the back of your mind, but they become more important, they become more relevant, and actually it's not necessarily a bad thing at the moment, the situation that we find ourselves in. I, I have written down this, I'm going to read this out actually, There's so much that I want and need to say to you, so much that is important. Perhaps you'll understand. When I say these sobering words, this could be the last time I ever see some of you. And if you're part of our worship team, you'll know, and, and occasionally I've said it from the front, I tend to say it before we start worshipping to the team, not every week, but regularly. You know, hey, let's have in the front of our minds that this could be our last Sunday here on earth. This could be our last Sunday here. But for any of us, none of us are promised a tomorrow. And I tend to say that because I want us to give God our, our very best every single day. But today it's got a slightly different meaning, hasn't it? And it, that's not a bad thing. This isn't, uh, uh, this, you know, this isn't about instilling fear. This message is, is titled Antidote to Fear. You may have noticed if, if Sam's been able to do it. Is, is it on? It could, yeah, yeah. That, that if, I don't know who has my mobile number, right? But that's my mobile number. I want you to write it down. 
I don't care what the situation, don't care where you find yourself, what, whatever goes on. If you need prayer, if you need someone to come and pray with you, maybe anoint you with antibacterial soap, <laughs> something like that. Maybe you just want a little bit of my, <laughs> of my stuff. Then <laughs> phone, text, whatever it needs, I, I, I will be there. I will do whatever I can to help you. We all need each other at this moment. And I, I, let's keep the most important thing, the most important thing. Let's keep it number one. Sorry. Don't just trust what the government's telling you. Again, I'm not trying to be all conspiracy theorist or anything like that. They've got a job to do. And I think generally they're doing the best. Most people in that position are doing their best. But they have a job to do and they answer to the general public. And, and really the general public are their master. And that's okay. That's, we live in a democracy and we've all kind of gone with that. No one's, not many are protesting against that. I think some probably are actually. <laughs> anyway, that's another story. But, you know... <laughs> We answer to a different master. We answer to a different master. We answer to God. We answer to God. He is our master. He is number one. He is at the forefront. He is right up there. And we face a threat at the moment. Uh, you know, Ecclesiastes, I want to talk about emotions a little bit later. And Ecclesiastes talks about emotions. And some of us are, are in the next few weeks, months, maybe over the next 12 months, maybe even right now, are going to be in a period of mourning. I'm not just on about loved ones. I'm on about maybe financial situation, maybe a job situation, maybe a work situation. Who knows what? And, and, and if you think it's bad here, my sister lives in Botswana. And they rely entirely, she was telling me that they rely entirely on South Africa for pretty much everything. And South Africa at the moment are talking about closing their borders. You know about a country being effectively in, in, in lockdown and suddenly not able to get hold of the things they need. We're all struggling to get all the toilet rolls, aren't we? Unless someone in here is stocking them. Come on, own up. Put your hand up if you've got a thousand toilet rolls in your garage somewhere. Because someone has somewhere. Someone's got a lot more than that in there, haven't they? <laughs> Let's talk about what God says. Let's talk about him for a moment. <laughs> Let's spend the rest of the time we've got, as long as we've got, talking about him. What does God say on the matter? What's his opinion? What's his situation? What's his view? I think, I know some of you were facing, I was literally, someone was telling me that they just suddenly found out they've got no work in the last couple of days. The, the job, they don't know where it is. And so some of you may find yourself in that situation where you're saying, Okay, God, if, you know, I'll I tell you what, let me, this was the analogy that came to me on the way. I know I, I love my football analogies, and I am not completely convinced this isn't all just a, a ploy to stop Liverpool winning the league. But anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am not completely convinced about that. We've got to, come on, joy is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But anyway, anyone heard that phrase, I'll take a draw? What that means in football sense is, when you're going into a situation and a win would be great, 
You know, a win would be fantastic, but you know, you may be scared, you may be up against an opposition that you don't know, that's better than you, that's superior than you, that you're fearful of, you name it, and you say, do you know what, I'll take a draw. Before the game's even kicked off, if someone gave me the option and said, hey, you can determine the outcome right now, before the game's even started, I'll take a draw. It's a phrase that a lot of sports people, I'll take a draw. I'll take a draw. I'll be happy with that. And, and in this situation, here's what we tend to find ourselves doing when we're faced with maybe a, 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 an overwhelming situation. We go down that route of saying, I'll take a draw. I, if I can just get through this next few months, if, if, if my family's just okay, if maybe if I can just get enough work to keep food on the table, pay the mortgage, do all of those things, maybe if we can just get a few, maybe if we can just keep having meetings, maybe for the church we can just keep meetings, meeting together and doing what we did 10 minutes ago when we were worshiping. We can just do that. I want to tell you this, right? That is not the attitude to have in this situation. Do not take a draw. Do not accept anything in this situation. Believe the best. Pray for the best. Ask for the best. Do not give up. Do not stop. Keep on going. It says in Psalm 2 verse 8, God says this. He says, you are my son. For the women, daughter. (laughs) You are my son, God says in Psalm 2. You are my son. Today, I have become your father. Only ask and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Not just your life, not just get you through, not just help you to survive and make ends meet and come out the other side, okay? He says, I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. That is big thinking right there. That is faith right there. Right there, that is faith. Pray bigger, bolder, larger prayers. The prayer of Jabez, ask God to expand your territory. Ask God that we would come out of this stronger than we went in. That we wouldn't just come out with our lives, that we wouldn't just come out the other side okay, but we would come out victorious. That we would, through this, through this testing, through this difficult situation, that we would come out with a deeper relationship with God, knowing Him greater, knowing Him deeper, knowing Him wider, more people knowing Him. Many are facing the, the, the you know, potential life loss. That is a fact. That is a fact. That's not being negative saying that. That's not being defeatist or anything like that. That is the situation we find ourselves in. But if you're a Christian in this room, then life is more than life. Life is more than life. Jesus said in Matthew 10, he said this, he said, do not fear the one that can take your life because he can only take your life. COVID-19 may be able to take some people's lives, but it can only take their lives. It cannot take their soul. It cannot take your soul. Your soul, my soul is held by God. He holds it. Jesus' words, he holds your soul in his hands. 
And the only thing that we should be fearing is God. The only thing that we should be fearing. And that is a healthy fear. To fear God. It actually means a respect and awe of Him. A deep, deep respect of Him. That puts Him first in anything you do. I've spoken before about, I know, I know sometimes I can annoy people. Because sometimes that respect comes out. And I might like, sometimes, very often I'm in the habit of saying, oh God willing. And I know sometimes, I can see it when I say it. You know, it's oh, like that. That's like, oh yeah, God willing. Yeah, we all know that. We all know it's God willing. No, that's a deep awe and respect of God. It says in the word, do not say anything. Don't expect anything, but actually it's all God willing. He is the, all that is is an acknowledgement that God is sovereign, that he is number one. At any point, he can turn this situation around for the good or for the bad. He can do anything, and that's not being negative. Don't read too much into what I say by that. Jacob said, Lord, bless me. In the middle of the night, he fought with God and he didn't just fight and pray for his survival. He said, Lord, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go. You are God and I will not let you go until you bless me. That's great faith right there. So he talked, well, have I talked about the centurion? We put a video out the other day. Some of you may have seen it. Yeah. Thanks, Laurie. Uh, can I encourage you? Get, get onto our social media, YouTube. You know, if you find yourself in a situation, anyone growing to hate the phrase self-isolate? If I hear self-isolate one more time, I mean, I'm like, come off for goodness, self-isolate. I go to bed and I'm just going to self-isolate kids for the night. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> But hey, you know, one or two of us, it's, it's sensible and we might need to self-isolate. The, the If you've got, it, it, get yourselves onto our social media. Get yourselves onto our YouTube. Maybe now's not the time to do it. Maybe we'll do it at the end in, in, in a little bit. We just put a video out. Actually, it's a good news story. We, me and Vicky, we had a, I had a dream back in uh, March and, and I've shared it with quite a number of people. Shared it here publicly. I, I had a dream. I was woken up in the night about a, a, a real vision for social media and, and putting stuff out there and expanding from just the walls of this church and really going large with that global really and uh, so for, that's where a lot of the stuff you're seeing and in life groups and all that stuff you, is, is, is a byproduct of, not, of that not the ultimate end goal the ultimate end goal is to be putting teaching out there for, for anyone to access in this day and age so me and Vicky put our first one out and, and hey we got over one and a half thousand views on our first one is that not good? Come on, if you've not seen it, get it out there. Five Minute Fridays. Five Minute Fridays. In fact, I'm going to give you a little, a little insider trait. Me, Fatmon, Ayo and Vicky, we're going to be doing a seven minute Sunday in church. We're going to, uh, on a topic, we're going to take a topic and we're each going to do seven minutes each. Yeah, we're all going to give, you're going to get, the, like the four Gospels. Not that we're saying we are the Gospels, but like that. Pray bigger. The first thing we need to do in this situation, don't take a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take a draw. Yeah. 
No matter what situation you find yourself in. I put it out there on the social media the other day. I don't care whether you find yourself in a situation that's of your own doing. I don't care if you find yourself in a situation like this COVID-19 that is out of your control. I don't care what situation you find yourself in. Get down on your knees and pray. And pray bigger. Do not concede. Do not hold back. Do not draw in. But pray bigger. When your dreams are being threatened, it's time to pray bigger. When Joseph had a dream and I think we said this at the men's night when Joseph had a dream and his dream was oppressed his dream was attacked his dream was got at by his own family of all people do you know what he did do you know what his first response was to have a bigger dream to have a bigger dream and right the way through the Bible that is the message that is the message do not take a draw but go out for bigger and greater in faith believing in God in an awe and a love and a respect of him and then leave it to him God willing number two number two faith belief they are like prayer and worship they are can often be the same thing sometimes worship is prayer well really all of it time worship is prayer but you get what I'm on about like a Venn diagram thing you know them big circles you get all the teachers know what I'm on about some kids are having nightmares now. Some of you are having nightmares now about Venn diagrams, school. He's reminded me of how bad school was. Practice faith and belief. Some people are of the opinion, under the illusion, under the misconception, that faith and belief is just something that some people have. Some people have great faith and great belief, and others don't. It's like some kind of mystical gift that some people have and others don't. It's not good, but I know what you meant. I know what, I know what you meant. I'm not, don't want to put you on the spot. It was good what you said. That was good. That was encouragement. But I'm just, I'm using you. So you okay with that for a moment? Not to make you feel bad. It's not good. It's not good because it's not true. It's not good. It's not true. Faith and belief is not something that just some people have and others don't. It's sort of some mystical thing that, hey, if you just happen to be in the line and God just happens to bless you, you've got it. It says in the Word, you can ask for faith and He will give it to you. Faith and belief, first and foremost, you ask for it. Ask God for it. That's all you've got to do. Ask Him for it. It firstly comes by asking. Come and ask Him. Well, really, even before that, it comes by hearing. But you're all doing the first part of it already because you're here at church on Sunday hearing it. You're all hearing it you've done you've made the first move you've come you're here at church you're here listening to the word you're here listening and praising and worshiping but the very first thing about faith and belief after we've heard it is we ask for it we ask for it do you know what we do next we practice it we practice it we develop it it's not just some magical gift that you've either got or you haven't. It comes through practice. It comes through faith. It's bizarre, isn't it? Like dictionary definitions, you can't use the word to define the word, but faith comes through faith. It comes through practicing it. That's what I mean when I say faith. Practicing it. Developing it. Some people say, oh, God can bless me if he wants to. That's not how it works. God can bless you if he wants to, or sorry, if he wants to, but that's not how it works. God blesses you when you ask him to. When you go to him and you say, God, bless me. God, bless me. When we get down on our knees and we pray, 
He says, you have not because you ask not. And you have small because you have, you ask small. Ask big, ask bolder, ask greater. Now the thing with asking bigger and bolder and greater is it can sometimes take a bit longer. If you ask that you want to have something massive, a huge vision, you know, you're being inspired, it might not come the very next day or that afternoon. It might take faith to get it over years. That's okay. That's all right. Just keep asking. Keep going for it. The bigger the faith, the bigger the vision, the bigger the hope, the bigger the belief, the bigger the dream, the more problems you'll have, the more challenges you'll have. But guess what? The end of it is not the goal, the the dream necessarily. The end of it is your faith that got you there. It's the fact that you have developed, you have changed, you've blessed others. Maybe you've got some kind of vision to bless others. Maybe it's something you just want to do. Maybe it's something small. It doesn't have to be something massive in terms of how the world sees it. It just has to be something that you know is big for you, however small or however big that is. And you take that to God. You take that to God and you believe and you work at it and you faithfully trust Him. And He will deliver. He will deliver. You've got to ask. You've got to ask humbly. You've got to ask humbly. In fact, come on, stand with me for a moment. Stand with me for a moment. Can I have my cup, my drink there? I need a bit of something to loosen my throat. I want, I want to practice right now. Pardon? It's got, no, it's all right. It's coffee. It's fine. <laughs> Coffee's good. I want you to practice right now. Just let's just have a moment. Let's just pray for a moment now, right? Just ask God again to give you that vision of, of what he has for your life. If he was here right now, what would he be saying to you? What would he be saying to you about the situation you're in? Maybe the situation that you're facing right now, that you're facing. What's God saying to you about it? What's his view on it? Is he trying to shrink back and to take a draw? I don't know. I'm not in your head. God is. I'm not. Seriously, what is God saying to you right now? Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. If maybe you're struggling, maybe it feels like maybe one or two of you are struggling, you're thinking, yeah, but Barry, I, I'm asking, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is God. I'm not sure if, this, if it is or if it isn't. Well, here's a question for you. If it was God, if, what, if God was speaking to you right now, what would he be saying to you? Of all the things you've learned of him, of all the things that you've heard when you've come to church and you've heard of the, in the Bible, I'm on about the true things, that you know a fact, that you know a truth, not the misconceptions about God, but the genuine truth about God. Of all the things that you've heard about God, what, what are the anchors, the things that you genuinely, really, really know about him? Without a shadow of your doubt, you know to be true. You've heard it's in the Word. You know it's fact. What are those things? What is he saying to you right now? Tell you what's coming to my mind. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, you take a seat if you want or stay and stand and pray. I don't care if we just spend the mess of the meeting just stood here praying on our knees, praying whatever, whatever's right, whatever's healthy. 
Practice faith this week. So when them thoughts come into your, uh, into your mind of, yeah, but my loved one, and they've made me, maybe they're old, maybe they've got a health condition, maybe this, maybe that, maybe the other. But our lives are in God's hands. That's practicing faith. Oh, but I don't have enough money and I've just been told there's no work. The order books have dried up. My God says he'll supply my every need. That's practicing faith right there. The negative thought that comes isn't the problem. It's the response to it. How am I going to cope if I get sick? How am I going to survive if I get sick or if a loved one who I know this would be terrible for gets sick? How are they going to cope? But I know the word says that God says this, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. I'm having overwhelming thoughts of everything that's going on at the moment. What could come of this situation? What could possibly happen? I'm just completely and utterly overwhelmed with it. Jesus said this, come to me, all who are heavy burdened and and overwhelmed because I will give you peace. I will give you comfort. Take my weight. Take my yoke, he calls it. Take, take the, the thing that I'm giving you to carry, to move on with. Take that on. The thing that I'm giving you, not what anyone else is giving you. Take the responsibilities that I'm giving you on. Because my burden's light. My burden's easy. You've got to practice it. You've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep telling yourself. You've got to keep doing it. Don't be put off. If you have negative thoughts, just keep putting in the positive thoughts. Just keep doing it. Just keep going back to the Word and what it says. The truth. Joseph, he was blessed in the worst economic disaster of, of, of his generation, of his time. Egypt was a superpower. Egypt was the superpower of the day and it faced seven years of famine. Seven years of famine and right in the heart and in the middle of that, Joseph and the rest of God's people were blessed through that situation, through that negative situation, through that curse if you like. God used it to bless them. And over and over again, um, Jacob, Jacob went to work for his brother, for for his uncle, sorry, for seven years, for the woman that he loved, found out at the end of the seven years that he was deceived, that he had to work another seven. He'd been tricked. In fact, someone was telling me literally this morning how they'd been tricked. They thought they had something and suddenly they're told last minute, it's gone. You've not got it anymore. You know what Jacob did? Rolled his sleeves up. Rolled his sleeves up, said, come on, come on, I'll work another seven years. I'll do whatever it needs to do. I'll, I'll, I'll face this situation and I'll deal with it. I'll face the situation and I'll deal with it. Through these situations, God wants to bless us. He actually wants, do you think for a second that God wants to curse us and harm us through this situation? Listen, I understand that this situation, we could all be facing this. You you understand that death came through sin. Death came through sin. Death only came through sin. So there is an argument to say that this whole situation is of our own doing. 
We, are, you know, we all face the blessings together, don't we? We all live in a really economically prosperous country, one of the seven richest nations in the whole world we all live in here. And we're all very, very blessed through it. Even though we didn't design the country like this, other people did that. Generations have done that. But we all get that blessing. The moment we might have to all face the, the, the problems and the challenges that we're going to face. But if you'll take the attitude of faith and belief, God wants to bless you through it. He wants to use you as an example to others. He wants to raise you. It's more than just about you winning, you know. Do you realize that? It's more than just about you winning. It's about the example that we set for those around us. Your work colleagues. and How are they seeing you respond to this situation? Are they seeing faith in you? Or are they seeing doubt and fear? Are they seeing hope in you? Or are they seeing despair? What are they seeing in you in this situation? What are they seeing you do? How are they seeing you respond? You know, when you're scared, emotions. Emotions are good to face, you know. I'm talking a lot about having the right emotions and, and being positive and having faith and all of that. But, uh, sorry, not so much the right emotions, the right habits the right attitude, the right mindset. But the negative emotions, accept them. Accept them. When they come, when that, that, that grief comes because the situation's changed and it could be someone that you know, it might be, I'm not I'm just on about grief of death, I'm on about grief of a, a, grief of a situation, could be loss of a job, loss of a, 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 a thing that, you, that was always the same. Maybe the pub down the road suddenly gone bust and you're having to go somewhere else, I don't know. Whatever it is, whatever your situation is, those emotions are okay. Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything under the sun. There's a time to tear down. There's a time to build up. There's a time to fear. There's a time to, to be in that faith. That fear that comes, right, in a moment, it's okay. Sometimes it's there to motivate you, to take action, to respond to the situation, Respond to the situation. Pray and ask God. That's the right response to fear. Pray and ask God, God, what do you want me to do? But do you know what faith does? It accepts the emotions. It accepts sadness. It accepts being down. It accepts being negative for a time. And then do you know what it does? Picks itself up and does it scared. Picks itself up and does it scared. Get yourself up and do it in fear. Do it in your fear because your fear won't last. Your fear won't last when you do that because that is faith and that is the antidote to fear. The antidote to fear is faith. And faith picks itself up and goes again. It prays and it goes again. It practices. It keeps on practicing and, and gets better and better and better at it. Amen. Matthew 10. And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Goes on to tell us the names of the 12. 
verse 5 says this, These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He was sending his disciples out at this point. And proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, this was pre the cross. This was pre the coming of the Holy Spirit. After that, Peter and Paul and the apostles, they realized that the message now was after, after the cross and all of that, was to spread the message to the Gentiles. The, the message they realized at that point it wasn't. Jesus came to the lost sheep of Israel at that point predominantly. But after that, the message was for the whole world. God wants us to spread this message. There's a fearing world out there and we have the answer. We have the answer. You have the answer. Go saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Isn't it like leprosy, this? Cast out demons. You received without paying. Give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey or two tunics or sandals or a staff or a thousand toilet rolls. Sorry, I added that bit. <laughs> and whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. Do you know what, church, I want to tell you? Some will want to hear what you've got to tell them about God. Some won't. Some won't. So what? So what? So what? The ones who want to hear, tell them. The ones who don't, that's okay. Walk away. I don't mean that in a funny way, like turning your back on them or anything like that. Show them love and just, you know, and just move on. Some will. Don't be obsessed by the ones who won't. Don't let the ones who won't put you off sharing the message that we have. We have the words of eternal life. We hold them. We have them. And there's people out there who are desperate for them, who need them more than ever before right now. Not everyone has the faith that we have. And we have it. We have it to share. You've been giving it freely. Were you special? Is there something special about you? Nothing special about me. I don't know about you. So it's our responsibility to share it, to share it with those who want it. Some won't, so what? As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. Take it back with you. Don't let it be trampled on. Like Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swine. Anyone who doesn't want to know, that's okay. Take it to the ones who do. They are there. They are desperate for the message that we've got. Verse 16, he says this. He says, behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Use wisdom, church. Don't just be gung-ho about saying anything to anyone and whatever. Use wisdom. If you're not sure, hold back your words for a time. Seek advice. Phone me and ask me for help. Go and see. There's plenty of others you can go to. You don't just have to go to me, by the way. But I'm just offering my, my help. In, you know, you get in humility. Genuinely. Seek counsel. In the multitude of counsel, there is wisdom. 
Be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. Some of us will be persecuted. And you'll be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witnesses before them and Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious. It might be verbal. You might just get a, 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 a shunning in the office. Oh, look at him, the Christian, and spouting his words off. I promise you, some won't believe that. Some will, some won't. So what? So what? Some will. Some do want what we've got to say. Some want to know. Some are desperate for it. They're the ones that matter. Verse 24, he says this, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher. That's us being like Jesus. And the servant like his master. If they've called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they be lying those of his household? In other words, if they criticise Jesus... Won't they do it for us? If they called him names and they called him names, won't they do it to us? So what? Some will, some won't. So what? Some want what we've got. Some want the words of eternal life. Some are desperate for it. So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden, that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light. Dark in here today, isn't it? What Jesus is telling you in the dark, go out there and say it in the light to those who want it. Go and spread the gospel. Go and tell people the words of eternal life. Go and give them hope. Go and give them hope. Go to your family who are fearing. Go to your neighbours who are fearing. Give them hope. Be a good Samaritan to the one who's sick and poor. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Yes, we may be facing a plague. Yes, it may be going round and it may take lives in our country, but God says, do not fear it. Do not fear it. Paul said, don't be anxious over anything, but by prayer and supplication, make all your requests made known to God. And he will answer your needs. He will supply your needs. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. We have the words of eternal life. There is eternal life. The question is not, is there eternal life? The question is, where will we spend eternal life? Where will you spend eternal life? There's a shaking up at the moment. The Bible, this isn't just jumping on some virus or whatever. The Bible's been saying this for thousands of years. Thousands of years. This isn't scaremongering. This is the time. The Bible says today is the day for salvation. Today is the day for salvation. Humble yourselves and pray. Listen to what he goes on and says. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? 
and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, meaning apart from his knowledge, him knowing. But even the hairs of your head, and I know that's not so difficult with me. Hey, you don't need to laugh so loud, Laurie. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are more valuable than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. We have a promise of eternal life. Paul went on to say this, Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you will be saved. And you will be saved. It's not COVID-19 that will kill you. It's not economic depression that will kill you. It's not any of these things or any men that will kill you. It's not having a vision. It's not having a hope. It's not having your hope in Jesus that will cause you to perish. But Jesus said he came that none may perish. He didn't come to judge the world, but he came to save the world. That none may perish, but that all may have eternal life. Come on, on, let's stand for a moment. Come on, let's stand. Vicky's already done a fantastic job praying earlier on for for the world and the church and our town. I I want to give you an opportunity right now. I want to I want to pray for you right now. For you, every single one who ever wants me to. Some will, some won't. So what? If you want me to pray for you right now, just with heads bowed, if you want, whatever. Just raise your hand right now. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for your situation, whatever your situation is right now. Hallelujah. Obviously, there's hands going up all around the room. All around the room. Amen. Lord, I just lift up, Lord, every single hand, me included, Lord, my family included, Lord. Pray for us, Lord. Pray for protection, Lord, from this evil disease Lord we know it's not your will or your desire Lord this was never your plan that we would face things like this it's not your heart Lord you love us but you tell us Lord to come to you I've just told everyone to pray Lord I've just told them to practice faith, so I'm practicing it right now. Lord, I come to you right now. Pray for every single one of us, Lord. I I don't just pray that we'll survive, Lord. I pray that we will prosper through this situation, Lord. I pray that this situation would be the making of us, Lord. Would be the making of us, Lord. In eternity, here on earth, Lord, in this town, in this land, Lord, and on this earth, Lord, let your words through us, Lord, 
go around this world, Lord, we pray. Lord, help us to do your will. Help us to please you. And Lord, may we, every single one of us, hear those words, Lord, when we arrive at your gates, Lord, that say, well done, good and faithful servant, Lord. Right now, Lord, I pray for prosperity, Lord. Supply our every need. Lord, we all the fear, Lord, all the emotion. Lord, we bring it to you right now, Lord. We acknowledge it, Lord. We face up to it, Lord. And we give it to you, Lord. We bring it to you right now, Lord. Our fears and our worries and our anxieties, Lord. And we say, Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Just, just one more moment. Just anyone. We can't let this meeting go without doing this right now. Just with heads bowed. Really through this, I was really touched by the centurion. The fact that you wouldn't really call him a, a Christian. But he turned to Jesus. And he showed faith in how he turned to Jesus. There was a, a, a tremendous belief that Jesus was able. And in fact, he went as far as when Jesus offered to go and heal his daughter. Jesus offered to go and, and visit his daughter who was many miles away. Centurion's response was this, no Lord, just say the word. It's all you need to do, just say the word and she will be healed. Maybe you're, you don't feel like you're right with God right now. For whatever reason. Whether you feel like you've done things that have brought, took you away from God or whether you've just never really felt like you've ever been there where you should be with God. If that's you right now, and there's someone in here and you've been waiting, virtually from the beginning of this message, you've been praying that there would be an appeal. You've been saying to God, if there's an appeal, I'm going to answer it. I, I, I know that. If that's you right now, I'm, I'm, I, this is your moment. Hallelujah. If you're not right with God, I just want you to raise your hand right now. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for your salvation. I want to pray that you'll be blessed as well. If that's you, just raise your hand right now. I want to pray for you. doesn't matter about the situation. doesn't matter. Yeah, see that hand. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Anyone else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Yep, yep, hallelujah, see that hand as well, hallelujah. Anyone else? Don't want to labour this, but don't want to miss an opportunity. Yep, see that hand, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Just looking round, just giving it one more moment. Anyone else? If that's you, come on, if, that, if that's you, if you've been saying, hey Lord, I'll, I'll respond, don't, don't, not now. Don't take a draw. God wants to give you everything you need. He wants to use this situation to bless you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Come on. Church, there's great faith in this room. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, 
We believe in you. We believe in you. Lord, just say the word. Lord, just say the word. And it will be done. And it will be done. Help us to practice our faith. Help us to practice our faith. This week. This week. And Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Forgive me. Forgive me. For all I've done. And I turn to you now. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Try God. Lord says, Test me. Taste and see that I'm good. Test me. He says, Test him. Practice faith this week. Every time it comes on and you hear or you fear or you doubt or whatever. What's the faith response? Ask God. Practice your faith. Don't just expect to have tremendous, great faith. Ask for it and then practice it. Keep practicing it. Keep practicing it all week. Amen? Amen. Will you do that? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Take my number down if you've not got it. And if you need me, phone me. I'm there. I don't care. Call me. If it's one in the morning, text first. (laughs) No, seriously, phone me. God bless you. Thank you.